Okay, hi, this is Sadie Gardner, and this is Trafficked, where we tell a story of a human trafficking survivor or victim in America um, weekly. I have Jessica Haney here with me, who is one of my law school colleagues, and she requested this episode. Do you want to tell them what it is? It's about Pocahontas. Tell I'm, me why you picked it. Um, well, I love Disney princesses, sure. and I saw a meme about how Pocahontas was potentially the first trafficking victim in America. And I was like, Sadie, you have to research this for me. And That's I got to know more. say that. I actually ended up saying that. Okay. I think maybe we'll just jump into the story and we'll come back to some like really dark facts I found about human trafficking and statistics in America. But to jump in, Pocahontas was a part of the Powhatan Indian group and they were from Virginia, but they were the Eastern Woodlanders who occupied the coastal the coastal plain. They spoke the unwritten language of how do you think that's pronounced? Algonquian? Yeah, Algonquian. Okay, we'll say that. And kept an oral history of their culture and traditions. Fun fact, we get the words tomahawk and moccasin, just kind of like random. Um, and they think the tribe lived there for twelve thousand years prior to the English arriving in sixteen oh seven. That's wild. It's just like depressing. <laughs> like 12,000 12, years. years. That's just, longer than we've been a country. They were just chilling, right? Like they were happy. That's insane. They were, they were intact, minimum. But anyway, their population was 25,000 then. And by May of that year, after the like disease spread, they had 12,000. So we lost 13, like 13,000 already, which is like a brutal start. Wonder why people didn't like the English. So yeah, let's really. let's start unpacking that. Okay, so Chief Powhatan collectively ruled over thirty-two-ish tribes. He only inherited six, and he expanded to thirty-two more. So to break it down, he conquer a tribe and appoint the previous ruler as like the chief, and then all of those chiefs would report to him as like the chief of the chiefs. Okay, and then he gained tribes through marriage alliances, the threat of force, and/or persuasion. I just feel like those. Like very, really wide, like wide mate, but it's okay. Yeah, he's got a diverse. He does. He doesn't have like a consistent MO. It's fine. Um, oh, the chiefs could be male or female, which I thought was badass. Jess is a mega uber feminist, so this is a fun episode too. It's just you would pick the one with the women and male chiefs. Um, the men were called werewinces, and the women were werewons, werewonsquas. They had their own independent villages and they shared the same culture and beliefs and everyone contributed by paying taxes like deerskin or shell beads or copper to their local chief who would pay their taxes to Chief Powhatan and in return he protect them. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like, I don't know, that, I don't know. This is definitely a rudimentary government going on. For sure, for yeah. sure. Um, he was taxing some of the tribes up to 75% of their crop yield though, which what? is like really steep. Whoa. So, um, I don't know. He was respected, kind of feared. Um, his kingdom encom encompassed lands from the Tidewater, Virginia area to the south side of the James River, north of the Potomac River? Potomac River? Potomac. Potomac River. Look at that. I bet people, people are going to be like, you're stupid. It's fine. I think it, it was in the Disney stupid. movies. Is it really? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> okay. In total, about 100 miles by 100 miles. Okay. Um... Okay, so we have to cover the gender roles like any good Naturally tribe, enough. right? So the men would hunt, fish, make tools, clear fields and stuff. And the women farmed, gathered firewood, made clothes, and prepared and served meals. 
My personal favorite, they pierce their skin to make tattoos of various animal and floral designs, which like same thing, thank you. But um, they built houses and could own them. Okay, these women are so awesome. much more badass freaking than awesome. the majority of American women have been throughout history. Like I'm pretty sure what the Puritans women? were like closing their eyes in the shower still. Like, I don't, I don't even know. Like I would have loved to own my own house, all I'm saying. Um, the children played and ran and like fast runners were needed because they didn't have horses in the area yet. And that's all I have to say. Like, I don't have a phone. <laughs> but I thought it was funny. So I was like, okay. I don't know if I would comment, really. Um, children helped their parents. Generally, like, girls weeded gardens. Boys learned to fish and hunt. But they also acted as scarecrows. So they'd, like, build a little... <laughs> they'd, like, put up a couple sides in a field and just, like, stick the toddlers in there. And they'd, like, scare uh-huh. the birds away. I mean, I guess if you're not going to school, that's a pretty good way. It's to spend really your time. awesome. Also keeps the kids in check. I don't know. Yeah. So like corn was a big deal. That was like, they're they're like, what's it called? Like cash crop. That's what we would call it. But like I don't. It was their source of like main source of food. Okay. So um, everything they used came from the environment. They painted their bodies using paints from oils, blood root, and animal fats. They rubbed bear fat to repel mosquitoes and to keep them warm during cold months. I bet it didn't smell as bad as off still. I know that's like a bad comment to say, but like. Off is the worst. the worst. I do everything I can to avoid it. Same. Same. Like I literally take the bug bites over the stitch. Okay. So signs of royalty, they wore necklaces and ear ornaments made from shells, copper, and freshwater pearls. In the winter, they wore deerskin with the furry side towards their skin. And in the warmer months, they wore only deerskin or woven grass garments around their waists. Which like I'd probably, you can't anymore, but like. It's not a bad idea. Like, I hate it's not a bad idea. The idea that there weren't even pants involved, like, I'm, I'm a fan of. Yeah, that would be definitely be nice. Um, so, secession of power was matrilineal. It passed through your mom's side. Cool. Kind of gets complicated. I hope this comes out right. Okay. So, here's a breakdown. Powhatan's the first son of the oldest sister to the previous chief. So if Powhatan were to die unexpectedly, the succession of power would pass through each of his living siblings before starting over again with the first child of his oldest sister. So if the head chief died, then their siblings took on the burden and so forth, which kind of makes sense because they have experience. And that doesn't put like a baby in the position of like inherit, in, like walking into the throne. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the next in line to Powhatan's throne are his siblings. And once they die, the next is his older sister's sister's child. So Pocahontas' oldest aunt's children would take on the responsibility of chief next. But she was never in line to be the chief. So this is my first like Disney correction. Like, hmm. Yeah, I would love for her to be a native princess. And she was definitely royalty in her daddy's favorite. 100% hands down. But like, not technically a princess in the sense of like, gonna <laughs> take over and rule one day, but it's fine. We're moving on. Okay. Um, probably going to be the first mini Disney. It's so many. Movements. It's so sad. Okay. okay. She did have a privileged lifestyle and more protection though. Um, she had to learn how to be a woman, which I thought was funny. They had to throw that in there. Same. That is the a worst. <laughs> just like a, she had to be a woman. I think that's a and she just like, passage. right. They just, they had more expectation of her since she was mm-hmm. the favorite. Okay. So the chief was her dad that we already know. And um, his name was Wahanika. But the English are always shortening things. So they were like, Powhatan. And we'll call your people Powhatans. Oh, we're also creative. We're creative. You're right. Super original. So worth mentioning, 
Our accounts of this story come from Smith's letters that he wrote decades after everything happened and they were definitely politically motivated. Mm. Um, he had a job and that was to sell the American dream to the English and to make sure the Virginia company was a successful colony. On the other hand, we have the Powhatan oral history and we'll have a handful of instances throughout the story where the accounts align, but more often than not, they, they don't. They actually like horrifyingly contradict each other. But oh, wow. the very first thing they agreed upon was that Chief Powhatan was like a looker, like he was a stunner. So <laughs> he had somewhat gray hair, stood over six-ish feet tall, and he was in his 60s. He was remarkably right. strong and brave and still hunted despite his age. We're talking like, on sprinting alongside deer and shooting arrows. More than I can do in my 20s. So I know. I'm impressed. He was a badass. Um, he, like Smith described him as, quote, a very able and hard body to endure any labor. Whoa. So I guess we'll just say uh, he was built and people noticed. I'm envisioning like Chief McSteamy and like a fucked up thing to say, but. Uh, he doesn't believe land can belong to anybody, but that land is collectively owned by the tribe who lives on it. So this whole like people walking in and trying to take things would be like them saying like, hey, we're gonna take this air and dip. And he was like, okay, like, <laughs> that's fine. Like it genuinely yeah. like did not, it wasn't a thing. Huh. So from oral history, we learned that Pocahontas was the last child of the chief. So chiefs had a lot of wives in their tribe. A woman would be the like chief's wife first, and then after childbirth, she could remarry whoever she wanted. Mm. But I'm not so sure about that. I know Pocahontas was also born from his first wife, who's also named Pocahontas, and it was the chief's wife of choice and love, which I think that they mm. distinguish between. So it's like I don't know, here are my wives, but like here's the one I love. I don't know. It's just funny. At least there's some like feelings of sweetness and it's true. That's true. Cute. It was precious. So her mom was actually from the tribe across the river from where they lived. And she was from the Mataponi tribe. And Powhatan was technically from the Pamunkey tribe. And um really sadly already, like a business movie though, her mom dies in childbirth. And the chief named their daughter Mata Matawaka, which means flower between two streams, because they fell in love over a stream, <laughs> and she was their flower. I love that. She kind of makes me want to It's really bittersweet. All right, yep. And as her dying wish, his wife begged him to protect their daughter. No. Mm -hmm. That is so sweet. So, like, Disney kind of had it right in the sense that they're like, she's she's already qualified to be a, yeah. to well, be a princess. That's the first qualification. So she was born in 19, or I'm sorry, I already messed that up. She was not. <laughs> she was born in 1596 and publicly named Amanut, Amanut? Probably butchering that. The tribe didn't believe in sharing private names in fear of others hexing them. So they couldn't just be like, oh. this is Matawaka, our little flower between strains. They're like, no, 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 no. We've got to protect her. Here's her alias. And then her dad immediately... <laughs> dad immediately That's nicknamed incredible. her Pocahontas, which means playful or wanton or mischievous one. So we're on the third name now? We're the third name name. She's okay. just a okay. woman of many, many names. I mean, yeah. She goes on to have more as well. She, she doesn't ever get a break. Okay. So she's the notorious favorite daughter. It would kind of really suck to be her sisters, but we're going to move past it. Some of them think it's because in their culture, the wives leave with their child after birth and bring them back once they're weaned. But since... Hmm. Her mom died. He was like, I guess. Well, now I'm he like sent her across the, the river with 
to be in like the mom's tribe that she came from. And okay. so her aunts and cousins like raised her as they like, like they loved her, pretended they were like, like she was their baby. And then he came mm. back. But I think dad was always just kind of like impartial to her. Like, you know what I mean? I think he was like, no, come back. Like it was also the mom that he loved. For sure. And this so. was kind of his last, I don't know, connection to her. It's really sweet. Maybe That's they should have so been sweet. the story. I don't know. There were a lot of opportunities and Disney butchered them all, but. Um, Typical. I know. Okay. So let's see where we're at. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, okay. So she had a lot of full siblings and a few half siblings, but they were all adults by then and like already prominent members within the tribe. Huh. So we don't know like vaguely what that means, but I think like we have like chiefs and advisors and doctors. Okay. Like I'm, they're adults, they're living their own lives. So let me briefly introduce you to John Smith, one of my least favorite historical figures I've ever researched. He was an entitled daddy's boy, son of Captain Newport. He's a big deal and wants us all to know it. He flaunted his 17th century technology, which was a compass. I mean, it's not that cool even now, but we're moving past it yeah. to anyone who would listen. And he hated physical labor or putting in any effort to make the company successful on their own. Like he was the worst. Okay. His reputation around the tribes of Virginia was for quote unquote trading with natives by pointing guns at them. Yeah, okay. He's like the total douchebag. It's like not Sorry. how you make a fucking friend. Okay. No. Also remember how Smith just kind of like fangirled over Powhatan's physique and strength. The Powhatan's narrative, like narratives of Smith are consistently that he reaped. Like that is the one <laughs> comment. <laughs> is that like he just I don't even know. They didn't like he's bring mean, something. He he's small. He's, he's 5'3". No. He's literally no. Lord Farquaad. He is not John Smith, the Disney prince. That is so disappointing. It is so disappointing. He's a hot rod in the Disney Yeah, the Disney not even almost true. All right, Disney's failing. Yeah, they should not have made him a prince. Okay. So enter the chief's brother, who we're going to call Chief O. He was next in line for the, to the throne, technically. So... Um, He's known for almost wiping out the Jamestown colony in the Third Anglo-Powhatan War. He killed 347 settlers, which Whoa. was like a tenth of our colony at the time. But then he was captured and executed. Anyway, um, he's alive right now, and he's the chief's brother, and he okay. has his own tribe because he's one of the like smaller chiefs. Um, so the colonizers in America are not hard at work, and they're struggling to survive off the land and exploring wooded areas west of their camps directly into Powhatan territory. And winter's coming, and they didn't have enough food to make it through. And so a group of men just kind of, like, were wandering through. And um, they actually ran their boat, like, on like up on no. the shore. And they noticed this group of beautiful Native American women, which, like, I don't feel bad for George. I'm just saying relatable, being, like, they're beautiful. <laughs> Maybe I want to talk to them. So we, like, kind of... I mean, they didn't I mean, have a ship at this point. Like he, so yeah. they're just waiting, stuck on the shore. And he gets off, and he's like, I'm going to go talk to one of them. So as he takes a step forward, they kind of like step backwards into the woods, which would be very, very ominous. But um, next thing he knew, he got an arrow to the knee, and then he took oh, a club shit. to the head, and he screamed. And his friends ditched him because, I don't know, they fled, though. That was George Kaysen. He, um, yeah. He uh, finds a group of Indians and um, he was skinned and each of his fingers were removed Ooh. as was custom to do with the Powhatan's enemies. So they tortured enemies slowly to death and 
now Smith decides to seek out the Native American neighbors and attempt to convey to them how totally awesome he is and that they should be nice to him. He's not. not. I I agree. But he's like, oh, that looks really not cool. Maybe I need to, like, try something different. So he's like, like, listen. Not using God. My God's a big deal. That's never. Like, all of our favorite people. He's like, but my dad's a big deal. So he finds a village. Chief O is the, the chief of. And he did the best he could to be like, Captain Newport, I'm the king's son, is what he said. And um, he showed them the compass, and he tried to impress them. And according to him, he dazzled the pants off of them. And according to the tribe, they politely listened to the ramblings of an Englishman. But Smith did agree that his high-ranking connection would probably make him of interest for Chief Powhatan to me. So side note worth mentioning, the chiefs could influence a lot of matters. One aspect he did not influence, however, was like revenge. So this was left up to the family of the victims. So in Smith's case, even though Chief O had decided and been advised to proceed amicably with the colonizers, he couldn't stop an angry mob of assassins from theoretically waiting for him outside the tent or hut and having what they would. So it's relevant because Smith was known for his trading and um, (laughs) he kind of was like, okay, I got to get you out of here. Like we got to get moving, uh, start parading you through the town or something. He's kind of, I don't know. He likes to say that he was a prisoner during this time, but I don't, I don't know if he was qualifying as a prisoner. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So Chief O led Smith through the bustling capital city of Werewakamo, which was where Chief Powhatan rolled over. Okay. So the women and children were like bathing in the river and men were carrying game from the hunt. And Chief Powhatan was waiting for the hostages arrival hmm. in a 20 by 20 but dirt room floor, the most highly esteemed tribal members lined the walls and the chief himself sat atop a lifted platform overlooking the center of the room. So I love this visual because it's already the gorgeous chief who's like six feet something, just like waiting for Smith to come in. And it's just like a the funny, little this little dweeb white boy. who just wants you to know he has a compass. Like, <laughs> he's not even helpful. Like kind of, it's but not, like it's not something you're really bringing to the table. Okay. So when they arrived at first, he was like, the chief was confident and competent they wouldn't survive, which was a fair assumption. Um, so he didn't mind forming an alliance and trading for goods because he like genuinely didn't think they'd be around long. He's like, you <laughs> guys amazing. can't even grow your own food. Like, Aww. okay, whatever. Not even, he was, it was kind of cool. He was like, I'm not going to go out of my way to make sure you fail. Okay. The land will do that. it for me. Like, I mean, yeah, it's- Respectable. It's kind of respectable. Okay. But he did want some other weapons. Those were cool. He had some, like, enemies to the west of him, like, other tribes that he he could benefit from having a new weapon with. Like, that's that's appealing. So Smith told them stories of the evil Spanish who damaged their English ship, and that was why they were stuck in North America, and his father, Captain Newport, was coming to their rescue to repair the ship, and they'd be gone and out of the team's business soon. But the chief wasn't stupid. He'd sent spies to figure out who the invaders were and what they were doing and how they were, like, I don't know, like, getting what they were doing once they got off the ship. And they were building houses. Like, they were not acting like stranded people waiting for somebody to come save them. They were, like, exploring and failing to, like, grow things, but trying. Like, I think the fields existed. They just didn't know what to do with them. I don't know. Uh, They were still drinking water from, like, salt rivers. 
the chief like wasn't worried is the point like he's not concerned i mean yeah okay yeah it's pretty funny okay so after some negotiations powhatan agreed to give the settlers farmable land and decided to make smith a chief so the ritual of appointing a chief within the Powhatan tribe was sacred, and it involved Powhatan symbolically claiming the chief as a son or daughter, and it required preparing and making a lavish meal to be enjoyed by the adults of the tribe. This was a welcoming gesture and also where historical events vary wildly. Okay. So Smith ver- Smith's version, which bear in mind, contradicts himself based on which letters we're reading, says he was sitting at the table surrounded by the chiefs, elders, priests, and advisors, when Powhatan sneakily crept up behind him with a club and made an attempt on his life. If not for the brave actions of Pocahontas, an 11-year-old, who stopped her father for a smelly English dude she'd never met, he'd be dead. I mean, that's how the Disney... He'd be dead, you guys. Like, she came, she rescued him, he stank, she saw through it. She was like, that's the one for me. So let's discuss why this probably didn't happen, including the fact that in the earlier letters, Smith denies it. I know, oh, I but here we are. Don't you just? Okay. So the idea that a tribe prepared a lavish meal during a famine, fed Smith, named him a tribal chief, gave him land to actually grow crops on, and then was almost killed is far-fetched. Yeah. It's like a lot, lot of effort. Up. It's like a lot of freaking effort to just be like, I don't like you. Like, I, I think they could have shot him with an arrow and, like, called it quits. Okay. At best, it's wasteful. Um, and Indians weren't typically wasteful, I don't think. Also, a famine is happening. Like, there's not enough food to just throw on a – it's a lot. I think he flatters himself. This is one of, like, well, many obviously. times that Smith is just flattering himself. Yeah, no, he definitely is compensating. Okay, so more so from our oral history, Pocahontas wouldn't have been present as children may not witness or participate in religious rituals. It's like she straight up wasn't there. She couldn't have been. So including huh. the made-up story John Smith claims she saved his life during um, – oh. Well, I got off track. Sorry. I don't even know where that came from. So even if the tribe did try to kill him over dinner, she wouldn't have been there to save him. That's the point. She definitely was not there. So Smith himself also tells us that the Powhatans handled disobedient subjects by clubbing them to death. And if he was an enemy like George Cateson, they would have slowly tortured him to death. Like, we literally just saw that. Yeah. So as much as we know, Smith likes to flatter himself. He would have been handled as as an enemy in the situation and not merely a disobedient subject. And so clubbing wouldn't have even been the punishment. Um, so exhibit one of Smith being a lying dirtbag. I think exhibit my favorite two? part of his being a lying dirtbag is the fact that he assumes an 11-year-old girl wants to save wants him. To save it's him. really flattering. An 11-year-old girl like, wasn't even there. She wasn't even present, which what also bothers me. Like, what is it about this 11-year-old that you can't look away from? Like, yeah, I have an issue with thing. it. It's He's gross. Smart. It's gross. gross. Yeah, we don't like him. Okay. So I know you're wondering what Smith said about all this. Yeah. Don't worry. 100%. He kept a record about how awesome of a slave he was during all of this for the Indians. <laughs> and how... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> this is literally like a quote from his letter. Taken prisoner by the power of pa- by the power of Powhatan, their chief king, I received from this great savage exceeding great courtesy, especially from his son, the most manliest, comeliest, boldest spirit I ever saw in a savage, and his sister Pocahontas, the king's most dear and beloved daughter, whose compassionate, pitiful heart of desperate estate gave much cause to respect her. He's like hard man crushing. He has a lot going on. He's man crushing and he's also being a pedophile. Like I have so many problems with this letter. Yeah, okay. I called him too, probably. 
It's disgusting. Okay. After Smith was endowed with the title of chief, Pocahontas would have considered him a leader and a defender of her people. And in a culture built on oral history, your word was your bond, and that bond was sacred. It was all you had. So Smith and Powhatan's friendship was solidified during the winter of 1607. So as a at the beginning of the episode, I mentioned that the Powhatan people speak Algonquian and the settlers spoke English. So they needed a way to bridge this gap. And as a solution, Smith would send 13-year-old Thomas Savage to grow up with the Powhatans and learn their language. And the chief sent a child on behalf of the tribe to live in Jamestown to learn English. So from this point onward, we can assume these boys were present during conversations between the chief and Smith. But like the notion of trading children for the sake of adult members of each culture just is not my favorite yeah. theme. Like it's that's definitely human trafficking. Like, here's a boy. Thank you for mine. Yeah. Have a great night. There's like you cannot labor. that's not okay. Yeah. So as a liaison for Chief Powhatan, Pocahontas would bring food to Jamestown during the winter of 1607-208. It was the Powhatan way for leaders to act in the best interest of the entire tribe. And at eleven to twelve, was when she was making these food runs and building connections with English English settlers. Uh, but we can't forget who she is. No, no children traveled alone in general, but Pocahontas specifically was surrounded with more guards and protection. And uh, she couldn't travel without her dad's express permission. And eventually the colonizers realized like she was the favorite. He really loved that kid. And like, I don't want to foreshadow too hard, but uh, things start brewing. So they're like, oh, that's how we get closer to the king. That's his favorite. Okay, so anyway, history did get one thing right. She was definitely her dad's favorite dog. During these visits, Smith would give her extra trinkets and genuinely seemed drawn to the 11-year-old. And uh, I think we all know an asshole who's like nicer on one person. <laughs> it's like the most frustrating <laughs> thing. But like, I think Smith was that person. And I think he yeah. was like mean to everybody, except when this kid was around, he was kind of like, okay, well. It's just creepy. Here's some copper. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I just like him on every level of his every being. freaking level. So Pocahontas noted that Smith was really paranoid and never entirely let his guard down. So one time, Pocahontas and several members of her tribe were visiting the Englishmen, and it was customary to put on mock battles to show off basically their strategies, their weapons, kind of also just as like, I don't think like a play, but uh, like a reenactment. Um, Smith panicked and grabbed the closest native near to him and put a gun to his head because that's his favorite thing to do. And uh, Pocahontas is said to have de-escalated the situation by swearing to him that if their mock battle was a real attack, he could kill her as collateral. And I guess this is the second time she's been sacrificed for him. Essentially, like the first time was Disney's movie trying to make it happen and Smith, which I don't think happened. But if this is true, like I think she it's it's possible that this mm, poor kid okay. was literally like, wait a minute, we're friends. Please don't kill my tribe members. Like, chill. This okay, is a thing fair. we do. Like, put your gun down. Please. Please. Again. <laughs> I guess it worked out, and they tried to get over the fact that their new ally had a serious issue with pointing guns at people, but we just proceed on. We proceed on. Okay. I called this chapter Smith's Volatility. Okay. It's fitting. Okay. As the famine continued, Smith was no longer asking to trade. He was just walking into tribes unwelcome, pointing guns at people, and then forcing their corn onto his barge. He sucks. He would steal all of their food and then leave behind bits of copper. And um, at a minimum, the violence was implied. Mm. At a minimum. And then it's like, 
But Max, you're a douche who's robbing tribes because you can't I'm grow corn. Sure, he was a douche. It's just like what with his gun. I agree. Okay, okay. Back to it. So the chief starts getting pissed off. Not only is Smith behaving like an uncultured swine, but now the chief's people are actually starving to death because a white guy can't figure out how to grow things. And frankly, he has no interest in doing so, and the natives can do it for him. The chief starts advising his people to hide their stores deep in the woods, away from smelly squatters. Be fair. My favorite singers. So um, one of the chief's tribes was way too loyal to the English. They actually pledged allegiance to the crown and um, promised Smith they'd harvest enough corn for all of the settlers in Jamestown. And they were known as the Pionkatonk people. We're just going to put a pin in that. So the relationship started falling apart when the settlers became more and more demanding of food, which the tribe couldn't keep up with without starving some of their own people. Even still, Powhatan treated Smith with respect and didn't understand why he was being incorrigible or legitimately incapable of learning again. Like at this point, it was like, okay, you were going to starve or you were going to like figure it out. I, I didn't think. I think they figured it out. You would hope. Okay. So January of 1609, Smith pays an unannounced visit to the capital city to see Chief Powhatan. The chief, along with other chiefs, advisors, and warriors, lined the bank of the river as Smith's barge pulled up. I know I mentioned it a second ago. Um, I really did see and I didn't know what a barge was, so I put it in here in case anybody else doesn't know what a barge <laughs> is. Um, it's just a big boat that transports cargo on rivers and um, never looked at this up in class literally never like i've heard it but i just kind of like context through i don't know anyway anyway so he pulls up and the chief's like why are you here i don't remember inviting you and he's like dude you're like a father to me let's talk about the last few months he literally pulls the father card which is i want to hit him Jesus. He's the worst. He's got daddy issues. He's got daddy issues for days. This Oof. is the fifth Oof. time we're talking about a dad for him. Okay. So Smith entered the meeting with the intention of filling an entire barge full of corn. And interestingly, Smith had just been involved in a coup to get rid of the previous commander of Jamestown. Ask me how he got rid of him. What did he accuse him of doing? What did he accuse him of doing? Stealing food from his people. It's just funny to me. Sorry. So this guy is probably like, I swear to God, I cannot stay here with Smith any longer. And he like, what he goes home with Newport is what happens. Like Newport comes in, the new guy was being like taking a Newport lot of heat. Yeah, okay. Newport's a sailor who comes in with all of his his guys. So his guys did a lot. Like they would build things, they would make sure like stuff happened. But like Smith didn't. The previous guy did, but he was like, I'm not staying with Smith. Like I'm leaving. So he dipped. So again, nothing got done unless Newport was in town. And uh, that's where we're at. So the chief lays into Smith about his conduct and his own personal shortcomings, which, like, I don't even want to know how long that conversation took. He's probably there all night, just like, okay, grievance one, grievance two, please wear deodorant. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I can't even imagine. So, um, oh, no, Smith. I know. God. So, um, He's, the chief expresses his desire for peace and tries to explain their philosophy of gaining more through peace and respect than through war and force. And he's like, you got to stop forcibly trading with people. That doesn't count. The chief <laughs> couldn't understand why Smith would take by force things that would be given freely if he just weren't a piece of human garbage. I mean, that is a hard thing to comprehend if you are a piece of garbage. I'm sure you're right. Like, that would be unfathomable. I, like, he's, he's throwing a fit is what's happening. Yeah, I don't want to make excuses for him. I know, me neither. I do understand the hardship he's Of understanding through. what yeah. people are talking about yeah. when you're a dirtbag. Okay. So 
As Smith and his men climbed off their boat and onto the shore, they noticed weird paraphernalia hanging around the once bustling capital city. We'll probably never know Smith's precise like realization, but uh, he was looking at the scalps of the Piyankatak people like mm. all around. And that was probably unnerving at best. So Smith tells the chief he's innocent of forcibly trading corn, or as modern people call it, stealing from the chief's <laughs> villagers and villages. Also, he's only there right now to try to do the same thing, but this time he intends to steal from the chief himself, and he makes a pitiful counterclaim that the Powhatan just wishes to, like, starve out the lazy English settlers and that they want to, like, watch them die out and steal their cool compasses, I guess. Let's see where this is going. So, uh... Gotta steal those compasses. Gotta steal the compasses. Like, we don't want your smelly village. Chill. Or your compasses. Or your compasses. Or copper. Like, we have food, you don't. You come steal ours. Maybe get your priorities checked out. Also, we already know how to navigate. We can do that. We can read the moss on the trees. We don't need this. We don't need your compass. We don't need your little tiny magnet. Okay. The chief says he suspects that the English are not in North America to trade and form alliances, but to invade his people and take their ancestors' land, Hmm. which is like an accusation. Like, I would have loved to be one of the advisors just, like, watching, if I'm being honest. Just kind of like... That'd be really cool. That'd be cool. So the chief tells Smith if he really wants their friendship to work out and their whole like father son vibe to keep going, <laughs> he's got to earn their trust. The he's got to earn their trust back, and he could start this by leaving the guns on the ship. And the following morning, they could like try to talk peacefully this time. And he says something stupid like, "I could never hurt you, father," and then they crash in the thatch house. Yeah. Okay. So he's throwing a fit now because he doesn't take criticism well. And uh, historians are split on the way this all went down, so I'll give you both versions, and we can see which one you believe. Okay. It'll be fun. A fun game we're playing. So oral history. Sensing this friendship could only end in betrayal, Powhatan gathered the women and children and instructed them to flee into the woods. We're told the chief intended to cut ties with the English, but he didn't concern themselves with wiping them out because, again, they could do that on their own. As he was speaking with a few of the women, he heard a shot ring out from his city. He sprints back which would probably be horrifying. We talked about how athletic he was. Uh. <laughs> and he sees Smith holding a pistol to one of his warriors' heads. And even worse, his men all had their guns pointed at his warriors. So Smith oh. proceeds to tell Powhatan he'd be leaving with the corn he came for and plan on filling the entire barge. The chief consents as much as one is capable when a gun is on them. And um, so not, not consensual. No. This is probably my favorite Smith scene, though. So he's really dramatic and he's leaving oh, and he's boy. like, the alliance is over. We're not friends anymore. And uh, they all board their little ship and they're kind of just standing there staring at each other for a second. <laughs> Smith's like, this seems like a good time to go. And his friends are like, yeah, it would be, but like the tide is out. <laughs> and our ship is uh, in the mud. And uh, oh, we're going to be here for a few hours. And uh isn't his dad oh, a captain no. of a boat? Yeah. Like, you think at any yeah. point he would be like, okay, son, so for a boat to float, you need water. Like, I just feel like well, he sucks because his dad abandoned him. He didn't real. teach him the basics. You're <laughs> at best, daddy issues. Yeah. At worst, human dirtbag. Probably all of it. We anyway. Um, That's incredible. <laughs> So, like, the asshole he is, he saunters back up the riverbank with his gun still on the Powhatan people. And he's like, hey, so we're stuck. Gonna crash in the thatch house again. But tomorrow this is over and our friendship is no more. And you're not my dad. You're not my dad. Yeah. 
do you think this is how the third amendment was born probably he was like it, it was okay we could probably do this put probably. it in the constitution it'll be fine makes sense so according to smith like his version of how this all went down was that after the like after the chief excused himself from the meeting the night before where he's like please leave your guns at home be, behave Reasonable the settlers were ambushed by a group of archers he says a combination of thick winter clothes and pistols saved their lives i don't know honestly some thick it's gonna be some thick clothes thank you it bothered me okay okay um right. smith probably had a list of enemies we do know the palatine's philosophy on revenge i'm not saying it's out like of all and of his lies know who smith is he's I'm a liar not he's a, yeah but like also he's got enemies like i'm not really sure that one's up in that one's up in the air it could have happened um but he knew he couldn't stand a chance with the chief without a gun on him. Like, I don't think in any telling of this story, Smith actually thought about, like, peacefully resolving their issues. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think it ever even crossed his mind. Oh, yeah. And, like, if he had to skate by on his personality, I'm sure that was a horrifying thought for himself. So he was like, nope. Well, that's like, never going to You know work. what I mean? He was like, we got to come up with something else. Got to have the gun. Got to have the gun. And the compass. For sure. You were here for 12,000 years before me, but now I'm here. Give me your food. Okay. Um, Smith had another story, like, he says they're sleeping in the thatch house after dramatically breaking up, and that Pocahontas came running in the hut, gently woke him from his slumber, and told him she had, like, he had to leave before her father killed him. She's probably 12 right now. Yeah, this all happened, I don't know if I mentioned it, less than 12 months since he was, like, named chief and, like, son of the tribe. That's how intolerable he is. I I love the fast relationship that happened there, but I also love how <laughs> Pocahontas, again, is being called in to save this to man's save life. this little 5'3 puny man. I hate him. Sucks. So I don't buy this because, one, she was definitely in the forest with the other women and children on her merry way west. Like, we know this. Well, she There's, can't even be alone. She can't even be alone. How is she supposed to get over there and save him? Issue two. I don't believe that this small paranoid man who blazes through tribes with weapons on everyone in sight had a lack of like had such a lack of security that an 11 year old could just like waltz in and like play with his hair and be like, Smith, wake up. It's going to be okay. My dad's coming. You got to go. Like, there's no way. How does that make any sense? Like, hi, I know that I could have just killed you because you weren't paying attention, but like, I'm saving your life again. No, it totally didn't make sense. She's not going to betray her dad for Smith. Definitely not. Not for Smith. Not her six horse stud buffet. No, of a father. Like I would follow him anywhere. Salt and we didn't even have to it. For real. He was mm-hmm. still hunting. Anyway. Anyway. So Smith and his men fled that night. And thankfully the tide returned. So they sailed away. <laughs> they sailed along the coast and they passed the Chicomany tribe that was a part of the Powhatan Confederacy and under Chief O's command. Here, I think the myth and legends host says it best that, quote, both oral history and Smith's account agree that Smith was just terrible, end quote, because he attempted to raid every village's barge pass, starting with O's. As he and his men unloaded, they were stunned to see everyone was gone. The entire village had been abandoned, and the natives even took the walls of their homes with them. Powhatan had clearly been planning this breakup for some time, and I think there's a possibility that the city that they were just sleeping in was also abandoned. You know, like where the princess came and was like, my God, leave. Like, yeah. I, I think it could have already been abandoned. Because, like, what are they going to do? Go back to sleep that night? Wait for them to leave in the morning? No. I think that's not a great no. plan. But I'm going to be 
So for the next seven months, Smith proceeds to be a dirtbag. He burned villages to the ground, killed people, captured a chief and kept him in Jamestown, and their people kept expanding west, uprooting the indigenous tribes in the process. Smith even tried to set up an English fort directly across the river from the chief's capital in an effort to drive Powhatan out and take his capital city, you know, in like the same spot where his favorite wife and uh, daughter grew up. So uh, Smith said, give me your city or else. (laughs) And then he like turned around and stomped home and Powhatan sent a group of warriors after him and only one person left with their life. And uh, Smith was grievously injured when a barrel full of gunpowder exploded near him, damaging his lead and requiring him to sail back to England. He succumbed to his injuries and died at sea. What? I know. Anticlimactic. What? So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Shelt. I don't even know. How You're to, like, like, no, wait respond. a minute. Respond. Like, I feel like I. We'll put a pin in it. All right, yeah. We'll I feel like I'm missing it. something. Okay. So right. the okay. chief confirmed this, like yourself. Like, he was literally like, cool, but he's dead. Like, yeah. like, he's dead. Like, he's like, asking it. anybody because he's like, Smith. The 5'3". The Farquaad. Yeah. Same one who stinks. Yeah. That's one. He's dead. Okay. Hmm. So, this is my favorite They're thing. Some accounts tried to say that, like, he was asking out of respect for someone who was once his friend. The English accounts say that. Like, yeah. he did it because he was trying to dissolve the bounty that was probably already on his head from his own people. Like, he had to go home and be like, dude, he died. Like, I know. He's <laughs> gone, though. Like, I know. Like, who are we going to hate now? I mean, fair. Not he gonna was a li- nice one. He wasn't. Yeah. Put it on. So, not going to lie, Powhatan and his villagers' morale definitely improved after Smith's death. <laughs> <laughs> some German workers oh, no. who had no loyalty to the Virginia company and they were feeling kind of pissy about their existences because it seemed that uh, someone who we won't bring up again was doctoring his letters back to England about how cool and easy it was to live in America, which is why they uh, left up the opportunity to see a new world. But they listened to this nonsense and, uh... oh wait, but anyway, they like were sitting on a river like the first guys and the Indians actually came up to them and they just were nice to each other. <laughs> I mean it, like they were literally just nice to them. They brought them back to their city and the Germans were like, this is awesome. Um, well, it's probably because they didn't smell and they for real. probably didn't shoot their guns at everybody. They like shared meals and taught them how to successfully live and they liked them a lot more than Jamestown. And so they, I don't know if they become the first double agents. I think some go back to be spies, but some straight up stayed in the village. Like they were like, this is awesome. I want to be like a, you know what I mean? Like I want to be a part of the Powhatan tribe. I mean, I'm kind of feeling the same. I know. It's like, oh, Jamestown sucks. So um, this reminds me of the scene from Baby Mama where Amy Poehler is like, I wish I was on Arby's because it has better food and cooler people. And I just feel like it was probably the Germans to like Smith and Jamestown. I mean, yeah, I would definitely <laughs> like, want to go no. over and buy the tribes there. For real. Okay, so by the winter of 1609, even if the settlers knew how to grow food, which they didn't, they wouldn't have produced much food due to, due to this being the fourth year in a row of a drought. Um, so the chief barely had enough to ensure his own people were fed. But it was nice not having to feed a codependent Smith and his people as well. It <laughs> took a lot of burden off of it. So 1609 to 1610 was known as the starving, town, starving Time in Jamestown. There's evidence that the colonists re- resorted to cannibalism due to the natives Ooh. pinning them inside of their homes. But uh, who has the reputation of being brutal savages? Just clarifying. Thanks, history. Okay. Um, again... Oh. 
the chief doesn't wipe them out because a lot of people are like, well, if they were already going down, why didn't you just step on them? Why didn't you just get rid of the problem? And he's like, again, they're starving to death. They're eating themselves. They don't need to go in there. Like, yeah, he does why would I like risk a warrior's life for this? He's a smart man. Good. I'm okay. So um, oral history implies that the Palatins had no concept of England's size and their reputation for colonizing. He just knew he wouldn't make the same mistake again, trusting the English. So uh, his, he and his tribe are elated when they heard that the settlers fled from their homes looking real AF onto a boat and they like ditched Jamestown. Huh. Like, they literally like went home. So thinking it might be a new leaf, um, the invaders are defeated and go home. So that's kind of cool. That's oh, a wow. nice, that's a nice feeling. So they're feeling kind of good for like a few hours. It's dead. They to go home. They left. It was nice. The things are looking up. Um, when more ships arrived in the Chesapeake and in Jamestown, and a lot of fresh colonizers poured out, reviving Jamestown, Jamestown again. And even more disturbing, the Crown charged Chief Powhatan for the extermination of the lost tribe of Roanoke, which hadn't been heard from or mentioned in several decades. <laughs> it was a baseless charge, but the what? goal was achieved. So all of England and these new settlers were to treat the chief of the indigenous people as criminals. What? Insane, right? That's wild. They're just looking for excuses. They're just like, you guys are bad people. And it's like, I don't know. Where, how many years were we here? Yeah, and also, how long like, were you look here? at your own behavior. You're starving to death. Stop eating each other. Like, can we talk when you put the arm down? Like, I don't even know how I would start with these people. <sighs> they, like, I know. Why, how did they even think that they were able to have the authority? To do so? To, I yeah. wish I'd know. Okay. What we do kind of infer, though, is that the English were officially sold on Smith's BS portrayal of the desolate, uninhabited new world that was easy to live in and lacking in adversaries because they wanted to send more and more competent governors over and, like, constantly were sending food and supplies and weapons. Mm -hmm. So at this point, Jamestown's not really struggling. They're kind of just improving, just okay. disappointing. But that's what happened in England. Yeah, so along with all of this new stuff, we get Governor West. He did see the chief as a criminal, and his comment was, quote, he won't repeat Smith's mistakes of being too nice to the Indians. What? I don't even know. It's just that, like, first off, like, first of all, how dare you? Yeah, 100%. How dare you? Kind of it. Just how dare you? So West was hellbent on crushing the chief and his people. And Powhatan's like, okay, bring it on. Like, I sent one of your ships home looking rough. Like, okay, okay. And uh, this time he was just like, it's not going to take us long because we don't have to pretend that we're friends, which is hilarious. <laughs> you don't have to be your <laughs> We've passed a surrogate dad. Yeah, no, he's like, this will be fine. We're just at war. So at this point, he's between a rock and a hard place. He has enemies to the west from other tribes and enemies on the east who intend to colonize west. Like, not a good situation. His tribe is, um, hold on. Yeah, so they're just killing Indians as well as all these people keep pouring out. So they're not doing well. Like people keep losing family members. We're not in a good place. And um, several yeah. tribes at this point are uh, left without chiefs. And so then they're forced mm -hmm. to kind of disperse into other tribes and they're like literally exterminated. Where's the crown with their charges, you may ask? They, they never come. But it's terrible. So uh, another tribe did like they lost their chief because their leader was murdered by an overzealous colonizer who impaled him repeatedly. What? So no. uh, English suck, and um, their diseases weren't helping either. 
But um, eventually the tribes did one of those, the enemy of my enemy is my friend moves. And they were like, we got to band together and get these invaders like out mm-hmm. of here. Yeah. Like it sucked before. Like we weren't friends, but like it was better than now. Like this isn't okay. So here's our fairy tale Disney's like plot. Oh, this boy. is the only thing worth mentioning that's like positive. So in their tribe, women participated in the coming-of-age ceremony that was performed once puberty set in. It was usually between 12 and 14, and it signaled an eligibility for courtship or marriage. Since her mother was dead, her older sister performed her ceremony, where the chief's favorite daughter officially took her late mom's name, Pocahontas. Her ceremony was kept a secret due to the English's fascination with her and the rumors of a kidnapping brewing. I know it sucks. So shortly after her ceremony, she danced with like, so what they do is they have a powwow and the eligible bachelors come and they try to dance with you. And then if you like them, you talk and if you don't, you don't, but like it's precious. It's a real life bachelor. It's like a real life, the bachelor. So um, she danced with Kokoam and they had a short courtship before marrying in 1610. And if you're a hopeless romantic like me, like she's not an adult, but this is our native princess. Like this is where we're getting our Disney princess vibes. You know what I mean? Like, this was her person. She loved him. She totally did. This was not an arranged marriage. This was her, like, I I get to be happy. So her Prince Charming was not and never would be John Smith. She falls in love with Kokoam, and her father's super excited. He's um, the brother of Chief Lothesis of the Potawalmuk tribe. And he's then that's, like, Powhatan's best friend. So he's like, this is awesome, ideal. Family gatherings are going to be dope. And Kokolom was a warrior, and so I think he just, like, trusted him with his daughter. Like, he was, Much like... better than the surrogate Smith. Right? He's, yeah. like, God, he's taller than you. This is perfect. <laughs> Maybe he smells a little better. He probably liked Pocahontas when she was 11, because they were, like, at eye level. Yeah, that's You ever think about that? So, like, literally just, like, why he was enamored by her. So, they described Kokolom, the English did, as a private captain, but we know he wasn't a chief, and he may have even been part of her dad's security detail, which is just one of those, like... I see you, Pocahontas, right, and you get right. your boy. I'm so happy for her. Okay, He's anyway. probably ripped. He's probably ripped. Mm. He runs, I'm sure. Okay, all right. So um, the rumors of getting kidnapping were swirling, like, really hard, though. So they had to move to Kokoam's home village, where they welcomed a son. They straight up Aww. had a baby. I know. She's still probably too young. She's to too young, but still. Poor thing, but I totally more agree. normal back then. But it was with her, like, her boy. Like, she she's doing them. the whole thing. She's living up there. She's just being a woman. Okay. So back in Powhatan's tribe, the English sent a man with one hand chopped off to send a message from the chief, or to their chief from West, because he's the okay. new dirtbag. It's basically return our weapons and tools and runaways. Thank you, Germans. Or uh, I'm going to burn your villages and cornfields. I mean, that sounds like a reasonable <laughs> Right? You're like, thank you, uh, What is this? Situation to offer? So days later, 70 Europeans attacked one of the tribes in the middle of the night. What? They burned the village to the ground, and those who could ran into the woods. Like, trigger warning, if you don't want to get really depressed for a couple seconds, like, just turn it off or fast forward. You don't get that choice. I don't get that so opportunity. <laughs> but, all right, all right. I hear strong. Yeah. So the English forced the kids onto their boats. Um threw them overboard into the freezing water and shot <gasps> them. No. I told you I was freaking out about this this week. Oh, it was the worst oh, thing I've ever had to research. It was so shit. bad. Like, absolutely heartbreaking. So, 
the people who ran into the woods come back in the morning to their burned down homes oh. and to the bodies of their babies floating in the river. Oh. So like all the tribes before them, they don't have anything now, so they disperse into other tribes. It's just another one of one of the indigenous people getting wiped out. I, I just don't understand hating another like group of people that much. This is my thought. Like. It's just... Ugh, I agree. It's I mean, the it's worst. like happened throughout history, and I, I, like, I know. still can never figure it out. But it's also like, why don't we talk about it? Why do we have the Disney movie that shows us this version when this is what happened? Like, I'm sorry. Hmm. hmm. Okay. All right, Disney. I'm going to write a complaint. going to write a strongly worded letter. That's Next chapter is called, um, well, maybe I'll just surprise you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So at this very moment in time, which is in 1613, Powhatan has 18 colonizers as hostages, a few weapons, and some tools from Jamestown. Okay. Enter Captain Samuel Argall, who learns Pocahontas is living in the Potawatomi tribe with her baby and husband. And um, knowing that he could intimidate her father if he had her, he colludes with Chief Lopasus, who uh, is also her brother-in-law. This anyway, girl, I know she needs a break. Honestly, let her be a mom. Let her just live hard in her life. Just... It is hard. Okay. Wow. So he's literally Coquelin's brother, and Pocahontas is his sister-in-law. Like I said, um, and his brother probably knew this wasn't going to end well for him or his people, but he decided this was probably the safest option, and he went along with it. And if Powhatan were to ask him what the hell happened, he would just say he was coerced. Like, that sucks, but also, no. What did we learn from trusting the white people? Apparently nothing. Apparently nothing. So Chief Lopasus and his wife pretend they're going to go see Captain Argyll on his English ship, and they invite Pocahontas along. As a ploy, the wife pretends she has no interest in boarding the ship unless her BFF Pocahontas comes along with her. And initially, I another woman gets in on this. I know. And like initially, she's literally like, no, this seems wrong. I shouldn't be here. I don't want to. And what's her friend do? She starts crying. So Pocahontas <sighs> is like, okay, let's go. Oh, no, no. So in the morning after dinner, the three of them head to, towards the exit of the ship. And two white guys step in front of Pocahontas. And like they let the couple go and they like throw a cuddle at them, like thanks for the help, and they uh, keep her. Nope. Yeah. So that's just straight up devastating. Table. Yeah, no. Freaking devastating. Okay. Do you want to talk about it for a second? Do you need a break? We can keep a lot. Okay. We can we can keep going. I can do this. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Keep All right, going. I'm ready. So I know. That's Elliot. He's so bad. It's okay. That's my baby boy. He's just a problem. He's a cat, obviously, if you're alarmed. Anyway. Okay. So, oh, I wrote in here, and I think it's relevant. I hope if the, like, chief's wife who helped get her kidnapped ever uses that cuddle, that she burns herself every time. Oh, 100%. I hope she does it. No to fake friends. Um, yeah, she broke the girl code. She broke on, girl like, code so bad. 75 million levels. So bad. Before Captain Argyll sailed off, he had Kokoam killed 
Mm -mm. I know. I knew you were going to take it. You weren't going to take it well. No. I know. If their son hadn't been with another woman from the tribe, he would have probably been killed as well. But he wasn't. He lived. I know. I know. That would have been too many. Captain Argall, with a boosted ego, informed Pocahontas that she would be held ransom until her father returned the weapons and prisoners he'd taken. He brought her to Jamestown. Pause. You are so 100,000% right. Love that at the beginning of the episode, you said she was our first victim of human trafficking. Because we're going to start talking about how she 100% was because of what they did to her. Okay. So Chief Powhatan gave them whatever they wanted and did everything possible to get his daughter back, which history on both sides supports that. It's good dad. I knew I liked him. Good dad. Favorite daughter. She was charismatic, but like... I don't know. He saw it first, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was his little flower between the streams. He has one job. Anyway, I, I know. Smith took the other side of the stream. So her dad keeps negotiations open and kind of refuses to do anything that could really, really piss them off because he's like, I need my daughter back. And it continues like this for four years. What? Four freaking years. Your kid's like a kid He's like now. a kid. Also, she's now 15 or 16. I know. I know. A traumatizing experience. All of it. So Chief Powhatan falls into a deep depression. His advisors recommend retaliation, maybe a great show of force to intimidate the English. And he's like, no. He leans on the ingrained cultural guidelines that stress peaceful solutions. But really, I don't think he wants to put his daughter in danger. Yeah. Because, like, I can't imagine. Cannot imagine. Also, he's not young. Like, he's going through a thing. Yeah. Anyway. During this entire kidnapping, the English tell Pocahontas that her father doesn't love her, that he values weapons more than her. Um, they even stage exchanges of, like, ransom payments. Like, they want to make it happen. It happens two or three times, and each time, what? like, somebody fires a gun and it doesn't go off, and both parties kind of just, like, walk away, and nothing ever happens. And then the English turn around, and they're like, this is proof your dad doesn't love you. Oh my which is a form of psychological breakdown of torture that human traffickers use to break down their victims and make them more susceptible and docile to control. Fact. The worst. So, due to the whitewashing and sugarcoating of English settlers, they spin her kidnapping and trafficking into a positive, life-changing accomplishment. In their eyes, they had tamed a savage. That's disgusting. Disgusting. She was psychologically tortured and broken down, um, yeah, we talked about that. She was under the direct control of Reverend Alexander Whitaker, who ensured she learned English, was baptized, and renamed Rebecca. Also, Are you freaking kidding me? Rebecca. Re what? They name her Rebecca. So, also, are you really baptized if you don't have a choice? You know, I don't think, I don't think so. I are. think baptism was, is the whole thing. Did you guys, like, eating each other a couple weeks ago? I'm confused. The whole idea of baptism is you chose, unless you're baptized as a baby. They actually didn't different. even know her name was um, Matawaka until they were, like, baptizing her. And they're like, okay, so your past name, Pocahontas. And she's like, like, if you want to do it right, like, my, my name's Matawaka. <laughs> like, that's not even who I am. And they're like, either way, Rebecca, shut up. Like, it's the worst. Yeah. So, dirt bags, all of them. Okay. According to the English traffickers, they said their culture was, quote, not at all strange to her. But, okay, I don't know if I mentioned this. I don't think I did. Children didn't wear clothes for the first 12 years of their lives. They literally, until they reached puberty, ran around naked. 
So John Smith. During all of these meetings. 6,000% of pedophile. 6,000% of pedophile. He was in love with a prepubescent. Oh, like 11 year old child. Naked child. Yeah. Wow. So the idea that this Who saved English his life. Multiple times. Multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. Broke away from her state of security and said, nope, I'm going to go save this valley guy. So, um, Back to the was not at all strange to her, like English culture thing. Um, she grew up running around the plains naked. They're not the same. She's way, way out of her comfort zone. And the idea that she voluntarily like was a participant in her capture and separation from her family is disturbing. Bullshit. Like we have to stop saying that. Bullshit. We have to stop doing that. Like no victim. Okay. The English weren't helping her. She was their slave. They even shipped her of her name. Okay, sorry. She's so textbook a victim of human trafficking is my problem. Like they did all of the things, broke her down. They didn't brand her, but they may as well have. Anyway, oral history tells us she falls into a deep depression during this time. So she's cooperative for the good of her people and as a means of survival. And she's seen enough tribal captures and ransoms to understand that resisting is futile and maybe even fatal. Her captors and the reverence Reverend specifically tell her daily that her dad doesn't love her, refuses to give them their weapons, and like is never coming back for her. I know. <laughs> so I know. I can't see my face right now, but I'm like she's pretty ripped up. She's petting the kitty. It's good. I'm glad you <laughs> have like find a the therapy get... animal. Yeah, I have <laughs> good. He's not even screaming. Okay, so she suffers a mental breakdown and refuses to talk to anybody. And I 100% do not blame her. No. And I respect her for her bravery this entire time. Same. Like, she is the Disney princess I needed, but, like, not for the reasons they told me she was. Anyway, yeah. she's so much stronger. So, so much, much stronger. stronger. So, the colonizers are somehow able to convince Paladin to send one of her older sisters to come take care of her. Like, she's that far gone. And I think they also, I don't even know, that Matachana and Does her husband arrive her immediately. husband's gone? I don't even know. Probably not. Probably so she not. Doesn't know the or her child. Her she has a son somewhere. Yeah, she hasn't got to take, hold him. At least he's like, I have to hope that she's like, got, I mean, it's so her mother's story almost. Like, it's heartbreaking. Like, this, this yeah. woman's fate, heartbreaking. So she suffers a mental breakdown. Her sister, Matachana, and her husband show up. And, um, ugh, are you ready? It's pretty, this is heavy stuff. Right. Trigger warning. Pocahontas confides in her sister that she's been raped repeatedly <gasps> and thinks she might be like pregnant again. Uh -uh. In fact, the colonizers suspected this as well, and that's what prompted her move from Jamestown to Henrico only three months into her captivity, where she gives birth to a son, Thomas, in 1614, and then forced to marry widower, 28-year-old widower John Rolfe, and now Thomas is Thomas Rolfe. Was it John's kid? Or do they even know? I don't think so. I mean, wow. like, I'm sure, I mean, I, I, we will never know. And again, this is something that the English say, like, she was baptized. She took, she liked it more here. She just no, decided to she stay. Did not like it and the there. oral history is like, no, we sent her sister over there when they asked us to. She confided in her sister and they kept her there and forced her into a marriage and forced her into a pregnancy. Yes. So history says Chief Powhatan consents to her marriage to Rolf, but we all know he had no say in the manner and obviously just wanted what was best for her, even if it meant she wasn't in the tribe with him. Well, he probably thought it was the only way to save her life. Probably true. So um, 
In his eyes, I'm sure he never stopped fighting for her return. And this was just one of the things he had to deal with in order to get her back eventually. And plus, we're talking about people who understand the implications of arranged marriages and the symbolic symbol of two cultures coming together in a single cohesive family. Um, Side note, Rolf just wants to gain help from the Quercos for his tobacco farming, and he knew marrying Pocahontas would do so. And it did, which is just like not helpful. So according to both accounts, though, she loved her son and saw his life as a sign of hope for the future of her tribe and family. And like, I think this is just proof that she was an incredible human being. And I'm sure like a phenomenal mother, like in spite of all of it, I have no doubt she was a great mom. Like, I know. She probably poured herself into that little I'm sure she did. Also, uh, Thomas. Anyway, in 1616, Rolf and Pocahontas go to London on their Virginia Virginia company's dime. They attend high-end social gatherings in a mask. I put in parentheses to ask you if that's a ball. Is that like one of those fancy English balls? Attended a mask? Probably. I don't know. But um, she meets King James I and Queen Anne. She well, that's cool. literally meets them. They bring along several Powhatan representatives, including her sister, Mattachina, and her husband, as well as, as, well as several Quericos in disguise. Hmm. So if there's one thing we know about white people is that they can't tell anybody apart. <laughs> I know. The it's the worst. I think Harvard's proven it. Perfect. <laughs> Super true. Okay, so they bring representatives over to England to spur investors and keep the idea of Jamestown alive. The English give split accounts on their impressions of the chief's daughter. They're either smitten by her charming personality or they thought she was a forgettable curiosity. I have an issue with that because that's a hallmark of human trafficking. People think you exist for their amusement. And if you, for some reason, no longer do that, they're just like, you're disregarded. But it also is objectifying. Completely objectifying, yes. So almost as soon as they arrive, Pocahontas hears that John Smith is actually alive and coined the no, phrase New England. He is not still alive. I knew you were going to take it well. No. He, he died. <laughs> he I died. I was assured that he was dead. We all were. I know. God. I know. Side note, mask is like a dramatic entertainment. Oh, cool. So oh, like my a- gosh. Thank you for fact-checking that. That's, yeah. that's cool. Okay. First of all, also, New England is an original. New England? That's what you called it? No, we, we are like New the England. least original people. Oh, my I mean, God. We have North Dakota, South Dakota, North <laughs> Carolina, right. South Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia. You're We're right. Really We're bad at this, like, naming thing. Okay, so she runs into John Smith, and I have underlined literally the reunion nobody asked for. Yeah, 100%. Nobody ever wanted to see him again. He tries to say he wanted to go back to North America, but one ship was destroyed and the other one was stolen by pirates. There's not any other ships he could have... I just, again, want to know what his captain, like, father thinks of this. He's probably very disappointed. <laughs> his son didn't understand the time. Didn't understand the time. I can't get over that either. Pirates take his things. Like, he's just very bad at this. Uh, it also kind of reminds me of that thing where when people don't want to do something and they list every excuse... We're like, it would have been a lot better if they were just like, one of my ships was destroyed. I'm like, okay, maybe a storm came in. One was destroyed and then got stolen by pirates. Like, bruh, just tell me you don't want to come back. <laughs> He's like the bad boy in school. I agree. That kid that nobody liked. Agreed. Always, the dog always did the homework. So he retired at 36 in England and probably thought about how much manlier the chiefs and his son were every time he looked in the mirror. 
That's my comment on it. I mean, yeah. In his English life. He probably was still crushing on him. He was probably just like, they were so manly. He's probably like, Pocahontas. <laughs> Pocahontas who? She's could still brother, small? Could your brother come play with me? <laughs> You're right. It's so gross. He's like, you have a kid now? Will they come see me? It's like, oh, I want to kill him myself. I know. Don't talk like that. I know. Oof. That's Smith. That's who we're dealing yeah, with. Pedophile. Human trafficker. Dirtbag. Anyway. So... Their reunion is so awkward and uncomfortable. Oh, I can't even imagine. So in the room, we know it's Smith. And this He's is all from Smith's stories that as well. Like... Oh, yeah. So this is all from Smith's account as well. We don't have oral history on this because, of course, like, they are in London. We don't have anything to say this. So it's just Smith's letters. So what we do know is that Rolf, Smith, and Pocahontas are standing around. And uh, according to Smith's letters, she was, quote, so overcome with emotion, she could not speak and turned away from me. Not because she was happy to see you. She just doesn't like you. Like, Rolf ends up saying, maybe we should leave Rebecca alone for a while. Maybe we should leave Rebecca alone. Oh, my. I'm just kidding with these people. I know. Okay, but think about it. Smith completely and permanently changed the way tribes would exist in North America. Um, Smith said the chief was... destroyed it. Destroyed her family. Um, Smith said the chief was like a father to him. And before pointing a gun in his face and her families, he robbed her people and brought the English to wreak havoc on her loved ones. Like, she's rightfully pissed. Yeah. Um, so a few hours go by. She collects her thoughts, and Smith comes back, and he says she, quote, unquote, reprimands him for how he treated her, her father, and her people. Things are rocky, but okay. Um, until he tries to address her as the king's daughter, and she snaps. She's like, here, I'm the king's daughter, and in my homeland, I'm your enemy's kid. She points out that he threatened every member of the tribe except herself. And um, now Smith says she asked to call him father in the same way he called her dad father. And I think this is because, one, like, okay, I'm not saying, I don't think she was doing doing it as a sign of respect, but, like, maybe. What I think was happening was, like, she wanted to fuck with him. And she was like, remember when I was 11 and naked and you were obsessed with me? (laughs) Hey, Dad. This woman. She's. This woman is on fire. She's amazing. I'm for her. So she even reminds him before their reunion is over that he wasn't afraid to threaten everybody but her. And she slings in a zinger about how she and her father speculated that he did make it out of alive, like, alive. Because, quote, your countrymen will lie much. And he couldn't even be honest in that. Whoa. I know. Love her. her. She's the Disney princess all girls deserved as a role model. Yeah. Smith changes the subject back to himself in the letter of this account. And uh, they never speak again. I don't know what else to say about him as a human. That's it. A lot has already been said. I think think the picture is very clear on the type of character that we are dealing (laughs) with. She actually does comment, though. He smelled better in London. Like, people say that. He, he got it under control. Like, I'm serious. Well, I don't know if we say under control. You're right. Better. He just had a shower, I guess, and he used it. Mm, I don't know. Better could mean a lot of things. You're right. Okay, home stretch. March of 1617, the Rolf family intends to journey back to Virginia. It's a really, really big deal because it's 10 years after the first ship arrived in Jamestown when she was 11. Oh, wow. She's finally going home near the Thames River. They have to dock their boat because she becomes suddenly ill. Oh, shit. I know. Don't. I know. The English English say she died of pneumonia (gasps) or dysentery at 21. 
Uh-uh. Rolf says her last words were, quote, all must die, but it is enough that my child may live, end quote. Which is weird because John Rolf responds by abandoning their son in English while he moves back to Virginia, where he died three years later. What? After all that, she doesn't even make it home? According to oral history, Pocahontas and her sister dine with Captain Argyle on his ship when suddenly Pocahontas begins convulsing and her sister runs to find Rolf. When they get back to the table, she's dead. And is Mata- she poisoned? Matachana and her husband and the disguised Quericos report back to the chief that his daughter had been murdered. <gasps> they just couldn't even let her go home. According to the English, the piece of Pocahontas began to unravel. Okay, I'm going to go on a rant for two seconds. That's because it never existed. Did anything that English settlers do indicate a peaceful union of cultures? They elaborately kidnapped her. They exploited her through villagers until she became pregnant. They sent the abused 17-year-old to marry a widowed 28-year-old and appear more English. And then we know she never forgave Smith for his betrayal. But okay, history, we can pretend that just now the peaceful era has ended. No, it ended, like, as soon as... It never started. Like, was it here? You're right. It ended whenever he pointed a gun at Powhatan in the beginning and was like, I'm taking the corn. Also, this is over. This is dramatic break. This is over, Dad. I'm leaving, and you're you're not my dad anymore. Like, God. He's the worst. I hate John Smith. I will never watch that movie. You shouldn't. Ever again. I mean... I just don't even... You can watch Shrek. Okay. It's funnier, anyway. I just can't watch... Fart water's on, and you're like, John Smith... John Smith. John Smith. Okay. So Chief Powhatan's devastated after losing his wife and now their final daughter, who he'd sworn during birth to protect. He's released of his duties as chief, and by April, he's dead. (gasps) He literally dies from a broken heart. Like, everyone around him is like... poor guy. They were like, he lived through so much. He did so much. He conquered so many things and people. And then when he lost his daughter... And this is just further proof that he never stopped wanting her to come home and never stopped fighting for her, which we have to emphasize and and stress. Because she didn't even know. Get to have the confirmation of that. Mm -mm. But I hope she knew. That had to have... She had to have known... We can I feel hope. like deep down she knew. I think so. Even if they try to... But we have to stress it because it's like, we got to do them right. Okay. So, Smith died for the last time in 1631 in England from at 51 from an illness. I hate that he gets to live the longest. Actually, feels- I knew you would. So... Oral history tells us that Chief O died at 91. What? 91! In the third and final Anglo-Powhatan War, he was shot in the back in Jamestown by a man responsible for protecting him. In 1646, 40 years after the English arrived, the Powhatan colony and royalty were gone. Aww. So... That's technically the end of our story, but I do have some concluding remarks if you guys do want to hear them. Um, The story we just discussed wasn't recorded by the English until Smith began writing letters decades after the fact. Mm We're talking like 30 and 40 years afterwards. Was he like, yeah, the 11-year-old saved my life. So he's doing all this stuff. And of course, oral history is, in that regard, more reliable in the sense that it was consistently passed down without any downtime or gaps. Um, when Smith finally wrote about his experiences with the native Indians and indigenous people, he was coming off of Chief 
O's massacre of Jamestown, and he wanted to make it look like he was innocent and minding his own business, and that the hateful Indians were like just killing them unprovoked. Mm-hmm. Um, to conclude, Pocahontas was, like you said, the first recorded victim of human trafficking. Um, as for the boys who were traded between the tribe and colonizers to translate, um, human trafficking persists today and we have to start recognizing the signs and talking about it. Like we can't keep saying, yeah, she wanted to be baptized and stripped of her power and told yeah. she did wasn't loved for every day. Like that's, no, that's not how yeah. we help the situation. Um, and if you're interested in human trafficking, stay tuned. I plan on covering a story of human trafficking in America a week as my way to help spread awareness about the second fastest growing global crime. So um, if you want to know more, I'm also going to post all of my links for today's episode because there are a lot. This was this was a hefty one, Jess. I don't you're welcome. Even, <laughs> thank you. What are your thoughts? I don't even really know where to begin. I think just... Because everything I thought was just totally thrown out of the water. Like, I knew Prince Pocahontas was cool. Right. But I had no idea of the struggles and the trauma that she endured, endured for almost her entire life. I mean, she was born. She died at 21. Without a mom. Yeah, she had a very <laughs> short life. She yeah. had two kids during that time, two husbands. Mm-hmm. Maybe probably didn't save John Smith's life on a variety of occasions. Probably never did. I would not have. And yeah, I would not have either. I let him go. I'd have been like, Dad, take care of him. It's okay. You can call them. Yeah. No. You can call them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like such a powerful testament to how history is forgotten. Women. Yes. And how history just tries to rewrite and retell their stories and how these themes like persist to this day. And are still so common and so prevalent and it feels like we haven't even moved forward in any form of we haven't at all and i have some facts because i knew you were going to do this like i just (laughs) i know you so well (laughs) okay according to the united nations office on drugs and crimes global study on homicide gender related killings of women and girls 137 women across the world are killed by a member of their own family every day every day every day Oh, and that's like recorded. And you know a lot. You know, there's so many unreported. Like that's our lowball estimate. Also, more than thirty thousand of the women, a third that were killed in 2017, were killed by a current or former intimate partner. Jeez, the worst. And then four out of five American Indian and Alaska Native women will experience violence, and more than half have experienced sexual violence. Mm. Never stopped. It doesn't stop. It never stopped. Um, yeah, I have more facts if you want them, but if you want to still unpack the stuff, like I told you Smith died once and I didn't mean it. Like there's a lot to do there. <laughs> yeah, I'm still a little hurt. <laughs> a little I just betrayed. wanted you to feel the, like the betrayal. Did you? Do you feel betrayed? No, I definitely felt betrayed. I thought your face was kind of telling me something. And I was like, no, he's definitely dead. Like, you were not. You were like, she's repeated this so. so many times. I was like, he's got to be dead. I, mean, I did not feel how I did not understand how Pocahontas felt in that moment when she realized that he was I still know, alive. I know, absolutely not. But like you had like calm, had an you had the whole like the idea of what do you mean you're not? Yeah, dead? like this was your one job. Yeah. Also, I think he did that because I think part of him knew that like when that that happened right after that one guy escaped, if you remember. Mm. I think he was like, 
Like he was like, give me your city. And it didn't happen. And then he slaughtered all of his men. And he was like, I gotta go. Like we know he was paranoid. I think he's a little bitch. And he ran oh, he home totally because he was like, I won't ever be able to sleep at night. Yeah, no. There's no 11 year old children coming to save me. Like, I think he was just like, I gotta go. <laughs> oh. Here's something kind of not nice, but the laws have changed, so that's encouraging. Okay. Um, for more than 35 years, the United States laws have stripped Indian nations of all criminal authority over non-Indians, and as a result, until recent changes in the law, Indian nations were unable to prosecute non-Indians who reportedly commit the vast majority, 96%, of sexual violence against Native women. Earth-shattering. When like, did it what change? Is I'm pretty sure it's changing with the McGirt decisions and it's oh like recent gosh. stuff. Like we're not talking, we're not talking 10 years like, ago. We're talking yeah. this year's Supreme Court rulings. Holy shit. I know. That's mind boggling. The disrespect that the United States has had. For real. For Native Americans. It's is disturbing. I'm going to read you the definition of human trafficking too. And I want you, like, I really want to know your opinion on it after okay. everything we just learned. Okay. Okay. So what's human trafficking? It's modern slavery. It's the recruitment, harboring, transporting, obtaining, or maintaining of a person by means of force, fraud, debt bondage, slavery, or a commercial sex act, or any commercial sex act which is the, in which the person performing the act is under 18 years old. It's also the deliberate control, manipulation, force, and torture of a human being whose rights have been taken away by another human being. I know. You, you nailed it at the beginning. You're like, she's the first victim. I mean, she experienced pretty much all of that, it sounds like. It's the worst. Also, right now, the issue is that um, for lack of, like, to just be candid, it's cheap to find a slave. Yeah. So in Nita Bell's book, In Our Backyard, she says, quote, in our country's earliest history, slavery was legal and even socially acceptable, but by the 1850s, a slave didn't come without a cost. Purchasing a slave to work the fields or in a house would cost in today's economy close to $40,000. And now, 165 years later, the cost of a slave has diminished to as little as $100 because <gasps> we use people as commodities. And what do you do when something that's not valuable is damaged? You throw it away. So many victims of human trafficking that's their ending. They are trafficked, and then the second they are no longer usable, they're killed, and that's um, it. That's their life. But, um, yeah. $100? It's gone from 40000 to $100. I know. It's the worst. And that's why it's such a pervasive issue. So every week, we're going to do an American survivor and or victim. And we're just going to learn about it. We're going to unpack it. And we're going to go through their stories. And we're going to start recognizing these signs and helping these women, men, and children. I don't understand how we're in 2028. And it's still and a thing. We're not like, all right, I guess we maybe should address this, but no one's even saying that. And like most people, their first reaction is like, right, it is such an issue all over the world, but not here. And it's like, no, it's 100% error. Like, yeah. <laughs> we were so together until then. Like, oh, no, no, no. It's still a thing here. It happens daily all the time. Yeah, it doesn't help that we have highways, right? Yeah. It's such an issue. But, yeah, that was our Pocahontas story of the week. That was a lot. That was a lot. Wow. Uh, I know. 
thank you so much for like being my guest as well. Yeah, no, so thank glad you. I got to do that. Thanks for sharing of and course. researching my request. Of course. <laughs> did you like enjoy it? Was it, did it make sense? I did. No, it okay, definitely cool. made sense. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like really stressing about it. It's no, how to do her, 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 to do her right. Yeah. You have to tell her story. You have to tell her story correctly. Okay. Well, thank wow. you for listening this week and we'll be back next week. I don't know what we're going to do, but I'll see you then. All right, thank you. Yeah.